into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent, likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Welcome back to another episode of Televised Heroics. Daniel, we're in the midst of, uh, I don't know, a show hiatus right now. There's nothing really going to S.H.I.E.L.D., and instead of talking about just one episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week, we're going to save it for next week so we have two episodes to talk about. So we're going to just talk about news. What do you think of that? That's totally fine because a lot of stuff did come out this uh, this week. Yeah, you know, uh, not just in for like shows that we talk about in particular, but we, you know, there's a lot of entertainment news coming out this week. And I, I'm guessing it's because of the, like, the first of the year. They're just getting stuff out there, making changes, a lot of changes, like uh, all the stuff that's happening with the, the Fox Marvel movies, that's kind of insane. Yeah, uh, Fox Marvel and then um, DCU, that stuff's changing a lot too. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we talked, I think we talked about that last week about all the, uh, the some of the shakeup over the DC films branch of warner brothers with uh walter hamada coming in and then they also got uh toby emmerich as the new head of warner brothers uh pictures so uh yeah, I saw that. yeah that's that's a that's a big a big change i guess is a big way to put it but uh hopefully there's some 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 people there to, that's gonna write the ship at dc films because I mean, I love I love the Marvel mil- movies. I love the MCU. Uh, they they are making those movies right right now, and I I I love both DC and Marvel comic books. But I've always considered myself more of a DC fan, just just by a little bit. So seeing these movies not be good just has really hurt me over in the DCU. Um, just the idea that you know they keep missing the the mark on these characters. It, it, it's it's disturbing. So I hope there's going to be some people there that it's going to be like, oh, no, no, you, that's not what you want to do with this character. You want to actually do this. And we'll get to see a, a good Batman, a good Superman, a good uh, Flash, hopefully Green Lantern Corps at some point. Um, was it David Goyer? Yeah. David Goyer, who's supposed to be writing that script, I believe. Uh, someone asked him if that that movie was still happening. He said, "For all he knows, it's still it's still ahead going ahead. They're they haven't made they haven't told him there's gonna be any changes, and uh, it's it's all still a go. But who knows? Who knows what's going on over there? What do you think? What do you do you think that we're gonna be oh. hearing some? Do you think we'll be hearing some new changes over there soon, or new uh, new announcements? I should say from." From DC, uh, the DC films, just with everything changing over there, do you think we'll... Because right, as of right now, we know that there's going to be a Shazam movie, there's going to be War, uh, Wonder Woman 2, and there's going to be... Uh, well, Aquaman comes out later this year. Um, right. I think we had an announcement for Suicide Squad. We had, like, uh, was it um, Margot Robbie, Will Smith, and someone else have all decided they're going to come back. Um, yeah, uh, Jared Leto. Jared decided Leto? that he was going to come back as well. Okay, so that that was the news on that, but we haven't. I don't know. Is there? Do you expect to hear any different type? Because I I don't think we we still don't have any any news on uh, the Flash movie, which is at one point was supposed to be called the Flashpoint, um, but right. it, it doesn't have a director. Who knows where they're at with the script? Uh, if you're going to have Flashpoint, that means you have to have a reverse Flash, so you need to cast somebody in that role. When um, they're first talking about the the Flash movie, when they first first brought it up, um, right before they, um, or right after they got Ezra, um, and they also cast um, his dad, um, you know, they were looking at uh, the description, the casting description did have Thawn on there as well. Right, but ever since then, uh, I I don't know what's even happened with that project. 
yeah, it's it's kind of just been up in limbo. I think they've lost what three directors so far. It's just who knows where it's going to be. Yeah, uh, who do you remember who the directors were supposed to be for that one anyway? Uh, at one point, it was Chris Lord and or no, I'm sorry, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Um, I think at another time, who else was supposed to be in there? Uh, dang it, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, I just remember it was, it's been like it's like three different people that have have been in there. Damn. So. Uh, man, sucks. Yeah. Uh, I don't even. Yeah, I don't, at this point, just to say that one probably doesn't even have a future. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't know. It's it, they did a lot of trying to set him up as a as a hero, so it'd be weird if they don't go through with it. But I I can see them not going through with it. Yeah, um, and then I remember another thing I heard too before they decided on the Flashpoint thing that it was going to be a team up movie and uh, Cyborg was going to be in it. Yeah, there, there, there was that talking, and then uh, uh, supposedly they said uh, some of the reports that came out or rumors that came out last week saying that a lot of Cyborg stuff was cut out of Justice League because they plan on using it or using similar storylines in a Cyborg movie. So we'll see if that happens. So, um, so they're planning on making uh, a Cyborg a solo movie? Yeah, a Cyborg solo movie at the, at the moment. Hmm. Okay. Um, Not gonna lie, he actually did look pretty cool in uh, Justice League. You know, I I would say that I I liked the the way he looked, but I I just didn't feel anything from him. I didn't think that they, uh, well, obviously they cut out a lot of his stuff, so I didn't I, I I didn't really care for his character. I mean, there's I didn't feel anything for his character, so it was it he i don't know it, it, the uh, a standalone movie would have to do a lot of work to make me interested yeah i agree <laughs> <laughs> uh speaking of uh dc movies at one point in time mark guggenheim was trying to make crisis on earth x as a seamless movie so the idea was let's see he says uh, he tweeted, I ha- I tried to get this released as a single, seamless, no-act-breaks movie, maybe even with new material. What stopped us? Ironically, union rules regarding credit. So, <laughs> I guess because of union rules, they weren't able to make it as just one long movie. It had to be four different shows. Uh, I, I don't exactly know how that all works or what, what that all entails, but uh, at one point in time, Mark Guggenheim wanted to do it that way. And it's a shame because it did play out like a giant movie, you know? It really did. Now, I uh, I don't... I mean, we've talked about it several times after, since airing, uh, since the airing of it that we would love to see a Blu-ray with some special features and stuff like that. I don't know if this is the same thing. Like, this would mean that they still couldn't do that because they couldn't put out a Blu-ray about it. But I would hope that mean we could they could and, and somehow work out the union regulations. But I'm not sure. Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know because um, I have um, I have a couple of the Scrubs um, seasons, and this is before Netflix, so I did buy them. Um, it gave me the option to hit play all, and it would play the opening theme song uh, of the first episode, and pretty much uh, it would never do the end credits. Uh, after the episode was over, you'd hear the opening theme song again from the next episode, and that's how it worked. And on the very last episode on the disc, that's when it would give credit to everybody. I think that what it might be more of is since they're four different shows altogether, as opposed to just one show with four different episodes. True. I think that's where the the union credits, the credit problem might show up because you know uh, the writers over on Supergirl are different from the writers on on Arrow, so. I don't know. I, I imagine you could just right. put like, "Hey, here's all five writers from Supergirl, and here's all five writers from Arrow, and you know, so on and so forth." And just at the end, be like, "They're all the writers for the show or for this movie." Yeah, man, that sucks. Yeah, but so hoping you know we have if it does get released on Blu-ray or something that we can have that option. Let's hope. Uh, now there is talks of another uh, DC property coming to television though um i believe it was jeff johns 
who put something out there. Let me see if I can find it. But uh, Hitman, I don't know if you're familiar with Thomas Tommy Monahan from the DC Comics. Uh, he's no. kind of a, I think he, he's like, he's a, a Hitman, but he has like the power of flight or something like that. Um, let's see, a Hitman TV series may be on the horizon. The bulk of attention from general audiences is centered on the big screen DC films as part of the Warner Brothers Pictures of unofficial title DCEU. But the studio's television arm, Warner Brothers TV, has plenty of DC Comics shows based on the air, and now even more shows are in development. The CW currently blah, blah, blah. Uh, Preacher, Watchmen, DC Comics Chief Creative Officer Jeff Johns and Arrowverse and Supergirl creator Greg Berlanti were asked about a potential Hitman TV series in a Q&A session at the comic publisher's DC in DC event this weekend. Johns was open to the idea by saying anything's possible and that it's actually something he and Berlanti are discussing now. So I think that's where you have it is that, you know, the whole discussing now. Because when, when, when people say anything's possible, that's just like, ah, well, you know, anything's possible. But, you know, right. if it's something they're actually discussing, then, hey, that's a little bit more. Uh, see, Tommy yeah. Monahan, who becomes a super-powered contract killer after being uh, bitten by an alien parasite... Uh, develops abilities such as x-ray vision, moderate telepathy, uh, puts his skills to operating as a hitman out on the cauldron and Irish district in the lower part of Gotham City. So he has x-ray vision and telepathy. Okay. Which I guess that, that would pretty that would help if you're a hitman. <laughs> yeah, it would. Definitely would uh, help you possibly curve a bullet and also, you know, like, oh, okay, I know where the, you know, you know, my victim is hiding, so make it easy for me to, you know, shoot him down. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I guess that would kind of be like DC Television's answer to The Punisher, right? It, it might be a little bit gorier, might be a little bit more mature audience rated. Uh, what I mean, what would you think of that? I I don't know. Could it could it exist on the D, on the CW? If it's going to be a little bit gory, I want to say no, or like more adult-oriented, no. And I know how the article said, like, oh, I don't know if it can happen, just, you know, if it will actually happen or if it can go to TV. Everybody's forgetting that DC announced its streaming service, so why can not just fit there, you know? Right, exactly. So that's a that's a good possibility, I, I would think. Um, I believe Berlanti's also in charge of that, titans show or he's producing it so that's going to be on the uh dc streaming channel so why not yeah oh and you brought up titans so that brought up a you know interesting conversation on twitter that we had with a couple of people with uh how brainiac 5 is blue and he's not green okay is that going to be an issue for beast boy as well yeah, uh, you know that's that is very interesting. I don't know. I mean, obviously you can you can chroma key out any color you want. It's just green. I think is the normal one. Green and blue are the normal two because you don't have uh, colors that clash with that. I, I would assume too often. But with superheroes, obviously we go <laughs> in comic book superheroes. We go through all the different colors. So. Uh, yeah. I doubt that they would make the change of Beast Boy to from being green to being uh, blue or something like that because he's a little bit more well known as opposed to um, uh, Brainiac Five, who m isn't as well yeah. known. And I I also think that maybe because in Supergirl we've already established that Indigo was was blue in that show and uh, yeah. she had the Brainiac virus inside of her so they might just be going with that so that that doesn't confuse like the casual people um okay yeah that's the only that's the only reason why i would see those things were were happening that way yeah but no <laughs> no let's see what happens <laughs> uh speaking of supergirl future episode of the of the show coming up in within the next couple, couple months or next couple weeks uh, they released uh, some preview pictures of uh, an episode called Fort Roz. Now, we know that a lot of the criminals, since the beginning of the show, uh, were housed on... Alien criminals were housed on Fort Roz. And uh, at one point, you know, some of them made their way to Earth. Well, it looks like we're going to be going to Fort Roz 
and seeing the people that are still left there. And one of the aliens that's going to be there will be uh, portrayed by the actress who played Urza in the original Superman 2. One of the three Kryptonians that Superman had to fight. So once again... And, you know, they... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, once again, you know, the, you know, they love to use uh, actors that have already been a part of the movie or the, the other TV shows of the same name or whatever to uh, to uh, uh, portray new characters, obviously, as we had with um, Supergirl's mom being Erica Durant, Lois Lane from Smallville, her adopted mom being Supergirl from the movies, her adopted dad being... Um, from Lois and Clark. Lois and Clark, thank you. Uh, then Lois Lane from Lois and Clark being Monel's m- mom, and uh, so on and so forth. So, yeah, and you know that's the great thing that this show does is bring back actors that've been involved in Superman. Just sucks that you know the writing kind of lacks here and there, so the show isn't all that great. Right. Exactly. Yeah. The the, the writing does make the show suffer quite a bit but yeah thankfully we we do get some good action scenes every once in a while and then we do get a lot of nostalgia with the with the stunt casting yeah uh speaking of uh more dc shows constantine constantine which we both loved when it was the live action show uh is going to be getting its own seed show i believe Yep, um, it's going to be six ten-minute episodes on the CW Seed. Is that what they usually do, like ten-minute episodes? Um, I sometimes I thought they were just little clips. Um, I have, I mean, I've never watched a, a thing on the Seed my entire life, so I wouldn't be able to tell you <laughs> your entire life. Uh, but the big announcement with that is that it's the animated series is supposed to be darker than the live-action show, which I, I would say for a primetime TV show was already pretty dark. Yeah, and maybe that's what led, you know, the show to be canceled. I mean, it, yeah. Which it sucks. It could have been, yes. It, that definitely did suck. So, uh, if they they were able to... Uh, I mean, obviously, they got Matt Ryan to come back. Does that make the CWDC shows and the DC animated movies, like, connected? Because Matt Ryan is the voice of Constantine in Justice League Dark? Ooh, I didn't think about it that way. I mean, would you be okay with that? Y- yes and no. <laughs> Why is that? Just because, uh, and I hate to say this, but the uh, animated characters are so much better than the ones that we have on the big screen. <laughs> That's just, this is very true. Um, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Zatanna show up in one of the CW shows because she hasn't yet. And what an interesting character, right? I mean, she hasn't, right? No, she hasn't at all. Yeah. I mean, uh, we thought that she was in that season of arrow, uh, but it ended up just being another magician lady. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that would have been, that, that, I, I, I guess that would probably be a good place for her to show up would be, would be arrow because he's the most like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then again, maybe she could show up in Legends of Tomorrow. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, especially now since they're fighting Damian Dark again and his daughter. Ah, oh, that's true. You know, but and they wait. have to go up against Mal- Mal- Malice, Mal- Malgus. Sure, I forget what his name. Oh, Malice, was. Malice. Okay, yeah, I forgot what his yeah. name was. Uh, uh, didn't his daughter die in the last episode that we watched? I don't think she died. I think she's still she's gonna pull through. Okay. That's yeah. I couldn't. I don't know. I can't. It's it's been so long. We we <laughs> so long ago that we watched it. It just I didn't remember. Bebo. <laughs> Bebo. Bebo. <laughs> Bebo hungry. Now speaking of the animated universe, we've got some uh, casting news for the animated movies. Do you want to go over that? Yeah. Uh, Christian Slater um, in this upcoming Suicide movie will be uh, Deadshot. Suicide uh, Squad movie. will be just to make that huh? make that clear to everybody. It's Suicide Squad movie. 
Yeah, and it's an animated film. A- animated film. You because you, you said you said suicide movie. I was like, uh, maybe people might want oh. it. <laughs> so it's gonna Sorry, be Suicide it, Squad. It's gonna be called Suicide Squad: Hell to Pay, and uh, the yeah the cast has been announced, and uh, it's gonna be part of the DC animated universe. Uh, who you said Christian Slater is Deadshot so far, and Tara Strong returning as Harley Quinn, which is awesome. Yep, she always does an amazing job, so I'm happy. Um, Billy Brown as Brown, uh, Bronze Tiger. Liam McIntyre as Captain Boomerang. Now, Billy Brown, uh, do you know him from anything? I don't think so. Oh. Okay, I mean, the name didn't sound familiar to me, but I thought maybe he he does, like, voiceover work more often, something that you would recognize him from. I'll look it up, but yeah, it doesn't sound familiar. Uh, Liam McIntyre as Captain Boomerang. Anything uh, from Kristen him? Kristen Bauer. Uh, no, I don't recognize him either. Okay, so Billy Brown, I do recognize the the actor. I have seen him in stuff before. Um, uh, let's see what I could... We could figure out that you might know him from. He was in How to Get Away from Murder, uh, Sons of Anarchy, Dexter, Lights, oh. Lights Out. That's how, where I recognize him from. That was a good show. Okay. That didn't last that long. Um, let's see. What about Liam McIntyre? You think he's actually Australian? Or is he just doing Australian accent? We'll find out. Liam McIntyre is an Australian actor best known for playing the lead role in Star's television series Spartacus. Okay. So I actually know Spartacus. Oh, you've, you've seen Spartacus? Yeah. Oh, is it any good? Oh, he's, uh, hell yeah, that show's awesome. Oh, he was also in the, he was also in Flash as the weather wizard. Oh, wow. So he's, he's no, he's no stranger to the superheroics. Nope. Uh, Kristen Bauer. Kristen Bauer Van Stratton. That sounds familiar. It does. I think she's a redhead, isn't she? She's on True Blood, or was on True Blood. Oh, she was on True Blood, and not a redhead. <laughs> I think I was thinking of um, the Beaufort. Oh, I don't know. I didn't watch True Blood. Oh, she was Maleficent, oh, okay. though, in Once Upon a Time. Yeah. So that's yeah, it, okay. Yeah, not pretty, too... pretty big person, and uh. She's Killer Frost. And then Gideon Emery is... This name sounds very fam- sounds familiar, actually. Copperhead? Gideon Emery. Looks like he's got some Teen Wolf. Uh, oh, he was in Daredevil. The yeah, t- so the TV that, series. Totally... He's done a lot of voiceover stuff. It looks like it, yeah. Holy crap. That's good. More voiceover yeah. actors, right? Oh, it looks like in DC Super Friends, yeah. he was Captain Cold. So, experience being a, a villain. Yeah. Vanessa Williams, I know her. She's the uh, singer turned actress. C. Mm. Thomas Howell, I know him. He's from The Outsiders and other things, obviously. Uh, I think he's Zoom. done. Oh, he's I, a great job at Zoom. He's he's done Zoom before, right? He was Zoom for Flashpoint, wasn't he? Flashpoint. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Denai Ramirez as Scandal. They're bringing in Scandal Van- Savage for this. Wow, they must they must be bringing in the Secret Six as well then. James Urbaniak as a uh, Professor Pig. James, yeah. Julie Nathanson, Silver Banshee. Silver Banshee, Vandal Savage, and Vertigo being played by one guy. Greg Grunberg wow. is coming back. That's awesome. Some Steel. Uh, Dave Finoy, I know that one. Who, oh, why does he usually do a lot of voices? Yeah. Okay. Uh, CC Jones. Yeah, he, uh, What about Dave Finoy? You know who that is? 
No, but were you you were saying something about Dave, Dave Finoy? Oh, uh, he voices for a lot of the Telltale uh, video games. Oh, really? Like in the Batman one, um, he's Lucius. Oh, that's cool. Um, no, the yeah. name CC Jones sounds familiar to me, but it might just be because of uh, there's a lot of combo characters like names. She she does a lot of voiceover work for video games, though. Apparently. Oh, okay. Uh, looks like she was she was Nora Freeze in Batman Arkham Knight. I did play that one too. Hmm. Uh, Natalie Lander for Dharma, which I don't even know who that is. I don't know who Knockout Dharma or Punch is. Trevor Trevor Devale, Dave Boat is Harvey Dent, Two Face, and Matthew Mercer as Savage Gunman. Why does Matthew Mercer sound familiar? Oh, because we were talking about it um, uh, on this post. Uh, Matthew Mercer, he voices on Overwatch as McCree. Oh, okay. Got it. Did you play Resident Evil 4? Uh, I have played Resident Evil 4. He's Leon. Ah, cool. Very cool. So, this Blu-ray is supposed to be out this spring, which... I didn't see a name for Batman on there, so does that mean we're finally going to get an animated movie which doesn't have Batman in it in one way or another? That could be. That could be. I would say that is the biggest surprise so far. <laughs> because we're like, hey, we don't need Batman anymore. <laughs> I, I feel like they always feel like they need Batman for some from some reason like i i get it batman is is a very popular character people like him but it's like all your animated movies one way or another revolve around batman which suicide squad still kind of (laughs) does just because a lot of the characters have to do with batman one way or another but like they have become their own thing without batman which is awesome yeah if anything, since it's a lot of Batman or a lot of villains, I don't know. I just feel that maybe Batman will have like an after credit scene to t- set up the next movie. Yeah. Because a lot of the animated movies do have after credit scenes. Yeah, that's true. You're right. So it, it, that could definitely be and then be like the the after credit scene for Suicide Squad where Batman comes to <laughs> uh, Amanda Waller and is like, hey, I need your help. Because he's Batman yeah. and needs people's help for some reason. I don't know why, but yay. Well, speaking of the animated movies, the animated universe, during a promotional Q&A for Gotham by Gaslight, which I believe is the next animated movie, which is a Batman movie, Bruce Tim spoke yeah. to comicbook.com and other reporters stating that the next animated story he'd most like to tackle would be Superman Red Sun. Ooh. Right? That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, I wow, mean, and it definitely animated. Yeah, definitely animated. I mean, that it just like obviously with the Gotham by Gaslight, they're doing they're tackling like the Elseworld stories. So uh, a, a Superman Red Sun would be a Elseworld story. I mean, they've done other ones like uh, Justice League New Frontier. That's obviously an Elseworld story. But uh, I, I would I would say why not why not delve into these other versions of your heroes when we're not getting them anywhere else? Yeah, I will, uh, can't wait to see uh, Russian Batman. <laughs> Russian Batman, Russian Superman. Yeah, it should be it should be really good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, that'd yeah. be something I'd be really excited. Now, would you go with the normal voiceover actors uh, that they get for those? Um, characters or would you go for new ones seeing as how uh, they're going to be tackling you know uh, a different version of the character just like they did in Flashpoint uh, when they did the Flashpoint Paradox they got different actors to do the voices of the characters because these are different versions of those characters yeah I definitely think they should get different voice actors who is someone that you would like to hear as Russian Russian Superman or Russian Batman since you know Somebody, a lot of voice act, uh, voiceover actors, I would I would definitely love to see uh, Steve Bloom as Russian uh, Batman. You're gonna have to give me a little like a hint on like some of the other things I would have known him from. 
Um, Spike from Cowboy Bebop. Um, Tom on, you know, um, Toonami. Uh, he's in a couple of video games, too. Well, a lot of video games. Uh, for a while, he did uh, Wolverine. Okay. Uh, let's see. Just name a few. <laughs> okay. Well, but obviously, he's a Russian Superman. That's Russian, okay. that's Russian Batman or Russian Superman? But I want him for Russian Batman. Okay. Did you have one for Russian Superman? I can't think of anybody right now for Russian Superman. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I did kind of just put you on the spot, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> do you use the, the Go90 streaming service at all? Do you, do you watch anything off of there? Uh, I didn't know that was a thing. Apparently, it's a thing, and I kind—I mean, I've kind of known about it on the peripheral, and then I heard about it more this week when they said they're going to be doing a uh, a Critters TV series, which is one of my favorite right. horror movies from back in the day, science fiction horror movies. Uh, but apparently, that's where this um Transformers series has been on Power of the Primes. Oh, okay, do you know anything about it? Uh, no, I just know that uh, this is going to be the final season uh, for that. And uh, Kari Walgren, uh, she's one of the voice actresses on that. Um, and Ron Perlman and Mark Hamill are joining the cast. Okay, do you know like like who they're going to be voicing? No. I don't even think the article gave, gave a name of what Decepticons or Autobots they'll be voicing for. Let me see. Reading this article, it says Megatronus will continue to play a large part in Power of the Primes, where he'll be joined by Proman voicing Optimus Primal, as well as a number of okay. new actors, including M Mikey Way, Jamie King, Greg Berger, the, the voice of Grimlock from the 1986 Transformers the movie, and WWE's Samoa Joe, who will take on the role of Predaking. Predaking. Probably that's probably what it's supposed to be. Other actors who will return for the final season of the animated series include Will Wheaton, Judd Nelson, and Carrie Walgren, like you said earlier. Um, let's see, does it say Mark Hamill joining the upcoming cast? Hamill is no stranger to the Transformers franchise, having voiced the guest role of in the Transformers Rescue Bot series in 2014. He actually makes his debut in the final episode of Transformers Titans Return, released Tuesday on the streaming service Go90. In it, he plays Megatronus, the first Decepticon ex exiled from Gr Cybertron after murdering one of the other original three primes, or thirteen primes. Sorry. So that's you know he. Uh, so it sounds like Mark Hamill does the voice of Megatronus, and uh, Perlman is doing the voice of Optimus Primal, which I'm I'm wondering is that the same Optimus Primal from Beast Wars or yeah, Transformers Beast Wars? Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say. I was like, "Isn't Primal, you know, from Beast Wars?" So I'm, I'm guessing that's what it is. I'm, I might need to check out this uh, Go Ninety service. <laughs> yeah, because I, I don't know. I, I was one of the people that enjoyed Beast Wars when it, when it happened, and Beast Machines. I thought that was a, it was a good addition to the, the mythology. Yeah, I mean, I, I that was you know my Saturday cartoon stuff right there, and I had some of the action figures too. <laughs> it was awesome. It was, it was awesome. You know, and it, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of the Generation One, um, TV show, and then the the movie, the animated movie, but like the stuff that they had like Rescue Bots and uh, I, I don't know what some of the other stuff came out was, but I, I never really got into it. And plus, it was kind of after my time, so. Uh, I, yeah. I I did I do I did enjoy the first uh, Michael Bay movie and and the third Michael Bay movie, but the other ones are pretty garbage. Yeah, I I will agree with you on that one too. <laughs> God, the the third one was uh, just so damn long though. It was really really long, and then just uh, one of the things with the with those movies, they throw in these random stunt casting like for no reason, like uh in the second one yeah the second one when they had um rain wilson as the professor at shia labeouf school and it's just like why oh that's right it was like it had absolutely nothing because... to do with anything 
Yeah, because uh, that's when the office was at you know at its peak. So like, oh, we should get you know famous people to be in it. Oh, okay, okay, I get you. I understand now. <laughs> uh, did you watch American Gods last season? No. Oh, that's something you should definitely go and check out. Such a good first season. However, Brian Fuller left as the Brian Fuller and Michael Green left as the showrunners for the show. After the first season, and Neil Gaiman himself, who wrote the novel, is going to be the new show showrunner. So that's pretty impressive, or pretty interesting, I think. So you think uh, the next, you know, the next season might be closer to the book? Uh, I mean, I have no idea because I never read the book. Uh, if if the first season was close or not, but uh, oh, there's an update. Neil Gaiman responded to this quote on Twitter denying that he would be full time showrunner on American Gods. As he said, I'm already showrunning Good Omens, and I won't be physically showrunning two shows. Uh, but I plan to work really closely with the new showrunner and to help plot and guide and build American Gods, just as I did when Brian and Michael came on as showrunners. Oh, there you go. So there's a little bit of update with that. Uh, it looks like they reported a little too soon that he was going to be the showrunner. Apparently, he's just going to work closely with whoever the new showrunner is. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's so it could be a good thing for the show, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you want the guy who created the world to be involved. You don't want, uh, you yeah. know, you don't want to, you know, make it so that he's not like, uh, I don't know, Alan Moore with The Watchmen. <laughs> but you know, that's more of like Alan Moore being, no one can do my stuff right. My stuff is too out there. It's too too poignant. People don't understand my work. Uh, more more British accent. Uh, more British. Okay. No, you have. Hi there, Governor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, oh man, Alan Moore, I don't know why he's such, the such way a, he is. Yeah, I mean, it's just, he, he's an eccentric genius, you know? Those, those artists, they sometimes they just, they're hard to please. Big ass ego. Big ass egos. Because I've had success. <laughs> uh, okay, so something that we didn't get to go to, but is right in our backyard, is... Um, a little thing called Ace Comic Con. It's happening up in Phoenix. It happened up in Phoenix this this past weekend. And uh, yep. one of the people that was talking was Sebastian Stan. And Sebastian Stan was Ooh. asked at his panel uh, whether or not he thinks Hugh Jackman would return as Wolverine now that Disney owns the rights to the X-Men. Assuming that it goes through that you know, government allows it to happen and, you know, all the papers get signed because it's been supposed to be like 12 months or something like that before, you know, everything's finalized, 12 to 18 months before it's all finalized. Uh, but he was asked and he said, recently I happened to be sitting next to Hugh Jackman. I didn't know what other awkward thing I could talk about, or yeah, I could talk about, but to be like, am I going to see you soon? He said a couple of things to me, and I'll I'll just leave it at that. Otherwise, I feel like I'm going to get into trouble with somebody. I asked him, though, because I kept thinking whether or not Logan was supposed to be the last Wolverine thing or whatever, and he said to me, he's been thinking about it, and it's been on his mind. So, I don't know. He may be. So, I mean, what do you think? What do you... I mean, that's, that's a lot of circles that, that Sebastian Sands talking in, <laughs> but... I mean, it's still something. And, uh, you know, I think you said it the best. Uh, you know, give somebody enough money and they'll, you know, you'll persuade them to come back for something. So, yeah, I'm I mean, positive that he'll be coming back. <laughs> and you know what? He's pretty much the only one I need to come back from the X-Men. You can recast everybody else for, for all I care. It's it, just have Hugh Jackman come back, but you know I'm I'm also I'd also be fine if they just recast Wolverine too. Like, it, just have it all start brand new, make it so that uh you know you have a new Wolverine. I I know that I put it out there and you said no because he's too pretty, but I think I think Kit Harrington would be a great Wolverine. Yeah, and I told you uh you know just get this kid some acting classes and he can probably do it. Sky Eastwood. Scott Eastwood might be, you know, yeah, get him some acting classes, or maybe, maybe go the other other direction with Wolverine. Don't make it so that he's so central to the storyline. Just have him be the 
the the weapon that comes in when you need someone to to kill somebody and you just have him be an action thing you don't have to that way you don't have to worry about him being uh being a good actor a good actor yeah <laughs> so there you go that that's a that's one way of doing something but speaking of the um the deal between disney and fox uh you had some news about uh some changes over it with the fox marvel universe yeah, some of the movies are definitely uh, getting pushed or moved to different dates. Um, Deadpool uh, got moved up, so instead of being released uh, released in June, it's uh, being released in May. Which it's going to be released two weeks after Infinity War and one week before Han Solo, which I think is a really smart move on Fox's part because... Two weeks after Infinity War, you're probably going to have everybody that's going to want to have watched it gone and watched it already. And then one week before Han Solo, which is a Star Wars movie, uh, you don't have to compete with Star Wars now. Because if they were to do it in June still, they would still be competing with Star Wars because people go and see Star Wars movies all the time. Yep. So it, And it, multiple times. And multiple times, yeah. Even, even though this one doesn't sound like a lot of people are too anticipating it, like it's... It's odd that they they kept it in in summertime instead of moving it to the winter time like they have in with the other movies the other Star Wars movies. Um, That's and, right. And they are you know there's been a lot of problems with this movie so far, but hey, that's one that's neither here nor there. They ha- they have moved up Deadpool, which is awesome. It just means that there's going to be it's going to get more money in the summertime because it's going to be open longer. Yeah. Um, New Mutants um, was supposed to be April of this year, but it actually got pushed to February 22nd, 2019. Now, that is, I think that is scarier than shit. Like, the idea that they are moving that movie back almost a full year. Almost a year. Yeah. Um, rumors are that they're going to do reshoots because uh, early screenings of it, people have said it's not scary enough. That they weren't happy with it. So they're going to do reshoots to make it more of a horror movie. And uh, that's the reason why it's getting pushed back to uh, February. Some other rumors, and I doubt these are true, are that uh, they might be including some stuff into the movie to make it part of the MCU. I doubt that because the deals haven't been finalized yet, as we understand it. So I doubt that that would happen. But who knows? Maybe it is. If that were to happen, would that make you happy? I don't know. Like, I every time that a movie gets pushed back that far, I feel like you're just doing yourself uh, a detriment because, or a disservice because um people will have been anticipating it and then they'll forget about it and they'll be like oh well didn't that movie already come out and then they won't go see it when it's in the theater in february now but i'm not sure uh if it if it becomes a thing and then they make they make it better and then it, it becomes part of the mcu then all right more power to you we'll see how it works out but the idea that it's not scary enough and early audiences were like uh it needs to be scarier that kind of that kind of freaks me out because <laughs> is it supposed to be a scary movie? I mean, I understand it was supposed to be more of a haunted house uh, horror movie, comic book movie, but aren't these still supposed to be comic book characters? So I don't know. It sounds like they're going to be making some changes and then you might as well have just made a horror movie instead of making a comic book movie. Right. Which wouldn't make any sense, but whatever. We're not part of that project. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the other one is that uh, and then, uh, Gambit moved, right? Yeah, so two things with Gambit. Uh, Gambit moved from February 2019 to June of 2019, but it has lost its third director. Yeah, and I don't remember who the other two directors were, but Gore Verbinski, obviously, you know, the, the creative mind behind the first three pirate movies and Rango and The Ring, uh he's stepped down as a director and that's just that's sad i guess i don't know like channing tatum's been really wanting to make this movie for a very long time and he's yet to be able to to make it to start day one even though they're supposed to start filming i believe in march yeah 
That's uh, well, one of the, I think, comicbook.com reported or something. Yeah. So um, to move, obviously, they gave the date of Feb- their February release to New Mutants. So they pushed that out and then put uh, Gambit in, what did you say, May or June? Uh, June. Uh, that Yeah. So it's, I mean, that's if the movie even gets made. I don't know at this point. Who knows what's going to happen? I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I was listening to another podcast where someone was like, yeah, I'm not going to believe that this movie is being made until I see the first trailer. So <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's probably a good bet. I mean, does this movie even have a script? I would assume that if they were going to start filming in March, that if they didn't have a script, they at least had a very good outline at this point. <sighs> yeah. Would uh would you be uh, would you be would you be against it if like Channing Tatum was just like fuck it I'll direct it myself like he just he just jumps behind the 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 camera for the first time ever. If he has a good feeling about it, then you know let him do it. <laughs> I mean, we already had other other actors cast in this thing, so they had to have had a good idea what kind of movie it was going to be because they had uh, I think Lizzie Kaplan was was cast as somebody and uh uh, a few other people i can't remember off the top of my head but they knew it was going to be about the assassins guild and the thieves guild in new orleans and uh you know what that all means and i i I assume that it would be reminiscent of the x-men animated series from the 90s where you had the same storyline um right but i i don't know like someone's i i I can't believe it it could be this hard there's got to be so many action directors out there that someone wouldn't just step in and be like, yeah, sure. I'll make a Ch- Channing Tatum movie. He seems to bring in the box office. Why not? I'll, not only is it that it's a comic book movie, which everybody is, you know, six, make, making successfully right now. Yeah. Um, I'm on the IMDb page, uh, five writers, <laughs> um, only two cast members, Lizzie Kaplan and Channing Tatum and eight producers. Yeah, I plot mean, plot is unknown. Plot is unknown. That's yeah. That's that's the scary part. That's the that's the what it could be, what it couldn't be. I don't know. Man, it's rough. <laughs> well, last thing maybe, I want to maybe they're just push. Oh, go ahead. No, no. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say maybe they're just pushing it slowly and slowly back so it could be part of the MCU and have it be good. Maybe that that's a thing that could possibly be too. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. Now, uh, the last thing about movies that I wanted to talk about was uh, Black Widow movie. Uh, apparently, a lot of movement on a Black Widow movie in the MCU is is ha- happened last week. Um, they said they're gonna stu- they're gonna do it. They they've hired a writer to write the movie, which is her name is Jack Schaefer. Uh, the only thing on her, well, okay. So I, I've watched the movie timer, which she wrote and directed. Um, it's kind of a quirky romantic comedy a little bit, um, which it's not bad, but she also wrote Olaf's frozen adventure. Okay. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I don't think that's the one that, is that the one? Oh yeah. That is the one that came out with, with Coco. Coco. So yeah, that's the thing. And she also wrote something called Mr. Stash, which is a short, uh hmm. but yeah those three things plus now black widow is announced and nasty women is in post production so there you go with that um apparently her and scarlett johansson at some point this week are going to meet up and talk about the character which you know is smart scarlett johansson been playing this character since what 2010 no 2011 when she was in iron man 2 iron man 2 no yeah yeah. So is that two thousand? Okay. Is that two thousand, two thousand ten? When did when did that come out? When did Iron Man two come out? No? I think I thought Iron Man Let's one see. came out in two thousand nine. Oh no, you're right. Uh, Iron Man one two thousand eight. Uh, Iron Man two two thousand ten. Okay, two thousand ten. So yeah, you know she's been playing it for eight years now. Why not? She's probably she she's gonna know the character better than just about anybody except for maybe the people that write write the character in the comic books. Yeah. 
So I hope, I hope it's good, man. I hope it's good. I, you know, I think, I think it could be great. I think, uh, it depends on where I also, where would you go with that movie? Do you go back to when, you know, what we saw in age of Ultron in the, that orphanage, the, the ballerina school, the, the red room, all that stuff. Or do you go forward with the idea of who knows exactly what's going to happen to her character in Avengers infinity war, or Avengers four, but like, do you go forward and be like, oh, she's on the run? I, me personally, I think it would be interesting. You you get because uh, in the comic books they have uh, another Black Widow. You know, they have several different Black Widows. It's kind of a name that the, they give to the to the assassin. So you have one of the next Black Widows uh, going after her, trying to hunt her down because she's obviously betrayed her people. I think it'd be a great spy, uh, ultra spy movie. You know. Yeah, and that's what it really should be. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, it definitely should be a spy movie at, at all costs. And then throw in a uh, Hawkeye cameo here and there. Yeah. Uh, the original, I guess a tweet, a tweet from Justin Kroll uh, said, Black Widow update, while Jack didn't get a chance to meet up with ScarJo before she was tapped to pen Black Widow, hearing the two are likely to sit down at the beginning of next month. Oh, I'm sorry. It's next month talk about the film and how they see it going so that was on january 12th when he tweeted that that's pretty impressive i don't know who justin kroll is though i don't know either yeah so but you know, maybe he's some kind of reporter <laughs> i mean is there anything in particular that you would like to see from a black widow movie yeah he's a variety lots film reporter lots of action Lots and lots of action. Oh, okay, that would be that would probably be the best. I, I would say a, a good action flick. Like Lucy was a good movie, but it kind of loses itself halfway through. Like it just becomes way too much. And uh, obviously, people had their problems with uh, Ghost in the Shell. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure Scarlett Johansson. I, I know for a fact Scar- Scarlett Johansson can, can hold the movie on her own. So uh, I, I can only see this going well. Uh, I hope, you know, it's successful. Yeah. Did you have any more news stories? Um, just uh, Shazam being announced that it has an actual release date. Oh, yeah. And that is April 5th, uh, April 5th 2019. April 5th, 2019. And, I mean... I, I can never keep uh, release dates straight, but I mean, I don't, I don't remember anything particular else that's coming out around that time, 2019. Obviously, February 2019, we just talked about was going to be New Mutants, and June 2019 is going to be Gambit if it comes out. So April is yeah. kind of right smack dab in the middle. You you got to imagine. I wonder if anything else is coming out. Well, you got to imagine that Marvel is going to have some movie come out May 2019. I'm I'm I think it might be Avengers four because they have. Uh, Infinity War coming out May this year, and then I think it's Infinity Avengers Four is supposed to be May next year. Jesus, that's why they filmed them back to back. So only one one year break. That's all you got to do. <laughs> that's right, just one year break. Uh, okay, then with the last story that I have is the Robert Kirkman, the creator of The Walking Dead, comes to the comes to defend uh, the fact. The, the fate of Carl on the Walking Dead TV show. Um, oh. <laughs> as we know, uh, before the winter break, uh, he, he told everybody, showed everybody that he had been be- he had been bitten. And, you know, for the last couple of days, he had been walking around trying to get things, you know, settled or whatever so that his, his father and the rest of his family and the people that he loved could go on without him. Because apparently Carl was such a big fucking deal, you know, a big part of everybody's life that he made a difference. Look, I'm going to say this right now. I am not upset about Carl dying. I've been a big proponent of Carl just screws everything up anyways. So uh, I'm okay with him dying. However, I have already gone on record of telling you what I think uh, is going to actually happen with Carl. And uh, I think, and and this goes along with the, the fact that the Walking Dead has just now been renewed for season nine. So, and that just came out this end of last week. So, that's something. Okay, I didn't even see that. Yeah, that's something to hold on to. But this is what Kirkman had to say. And let me see if it says where where he was at. I think he was at a Q and A. Um, 
Let me see. Oh, no. My computer is not. Okay. Anyways, I think Scott, and by Scott, he means Scott Gimple, the producer. Uh, I think Scott first um, brought it up to me as a possibility probably about a year ago at this point. At first, I was kind of like, well, that's a big one, you know. I might have a little bit of trepidation. But once he laid out to me exactly what his long-term plans were and the things that come out of it and the things that it leads to, it was something I got on board with. Uh, He goes on to say, I know that some fans online have been very upset, but that's by design. We're We're not supposed to be happy when these characters die. Side note, I am happy. We are supposed to be worried about what comes next and anticipating what comes next and stressing about what comes next. That just shows that you're engaged and you're interested. Our job is to now pay that off and fulfill that interest and prove that this was a decision worth making. That's what we've got to do. So, what do you think of... Uh, and that was um, Kirkman talking to EW about the decision to kill off Carl. What do you think about that? Fake news. Fake news, as the president has termed uh, for all of us (laughs) in 2017. Uh, I mean, Um, obviously, if EW asks him a question, he has to come up with some kind of answer, but I still stick with, I think that, uh, I think that Carl is going to be patient zero for the cure. Um, I think the biggest reveal in that whole thing is he says that there's going to be, there's going to be things that come out of that and the, the plans that stem from, from that. And otherwise, have you seen any big plans or things come out of other characters dying on the show? Like, I mean, you could, I guess you could say that when Rick killed, um, Shane, it kind of was his down downward spiral. Uh, the beginning of his downward spiral, but I wouldn't say that. He's had a lot that, you know, brought him down to downward spiral. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, there's the prison, there was uh, you know, the death of Lori, the the birth of his daughter, the when everybody got sick, you know, there's been a lot of things. There's the, the, the governor returning, um, the terminus, you know, everything's everything in that show has made Rick who he is today. But I, I don't see how one character's death is going to make bigger plans happen other than if he doesn't die. I don't want him to die. <laughs> you do want him to die or you don't want him to die? I don't want him to die. <laughs> Are you a big but fan? Why? Of- why have him die? Why? But why? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand what no, you're asking. No, I know. You, you, brought up, you brought up a good point as to why he has to die. Or not die. I'm just saying. I don't know. I just don't think that. I just don't think that he's gonna. I don't. I'm just not. What I'm trying to say is I'm not happy with with Carl dying. So I'm just asking why. Why. Why did they have to kill him off? Ah, okay. I mean, did you want him to be more of what happens to him in the comic book? Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. That's what I'm looking forward to. You. You're looking because he so, ends up uh, becoming more of the leader, right? Where Rick is, yeah. takes a backseat. Yep. Yeah, and I, I mean that's kind of seems like what they were doing. They were kind of there that with these last few episodes with him, is like he's showing that he could be a great leader, but obviously it's not what's what's in the cards for him if he ends up dying from from his bite. But you know you're probably right because seventy five percent of the time you're fucking right whenever you you say something. So. <laughs> Well, uh, I will take that 75%. I think that's a that's a C. That's a passing grade, right? All right. So uh, yeah. I will take that 75%. Okay, uh, Daniel, That's I think that's all the news that is worth talking about. We've we've uh, covered it all in, in this hour. How do you feel? That was a lot of information going on. <laughs> that was a lot of information. So if anybody has uh, something that they want to talk about, when any one of the news stories that we talked about this week, if you want to get something off your chest, if you want to discuss with us what we thought and our, on our opinions, you can find me on Twitter as at agent underscore of the underscore bat. Daniel's also on Twitter as super commie Daniel. The rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram. Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page. 
And geekeliteradio.com is our website. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. And check out other articles that we are throwing up there as well uh, with our uh, video game reviews and comic book reviews. But until next time, this is Televised Heroics on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying always remember to geek, geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.